Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. This is episode 18 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right across from me as always is my pal DeQuincy. We're almost done, people. We're almost done. We're almost there. Uh, this is our last look at the divisions in the NFL as we get ready for the 2014-2015 season. And we're winding it down with the AFC South. Yes, sir. Finally. Finally. Which features our hometown, Houston Texans, and a bunch of other teams. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, really, some good, some really good teams, or at least another good team that resides in this division, and teams that just haven't been the same for the past ten years or so since the, I guess, their last time, the last time that they were somewhat relevant. So here's DQ. He's going to kick us off, and we'll get to it. Okay, so we're going again alphabetically. So we're starting with dun 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 da the Houston Texans. Last year, the Texans went 2-14, and 14. ouch, and um, during the offseason, it was just as a revamping. They fired Wade Phillips, they fired uh, Gary Kubiak, and they brought in, who was their new coach, um, Bill O'Brien and Romeo Cornell to be the defensive coordinator. Um, over the offseason, they, they released Daniel Manning, they released Gary Graham, released... Owen Daniels, um, and you traded Matt Shaw. Traded Matt Shaw to Oakland, and of course the biggest thing, um, the draft. They drafted the Davian Cloudy number one overall. How do you like that pick? I enjoyed that pick. I'm, I, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority or anything like that, but I, I was higher on him than I was on any of other the quarterbacks, Bridgewater or. Um, Bridgewater, Bortles, or Johnny Manziel. So I like the I like the pick. You? I like it too. I think um, there really wasn't a clear cut favorite outside of Clowney during the draft. Mm-hmm. No one really truly set themselves set themselves apart from the rest of the the group of, of players this year in the draft. So. I think it's a great pick. I think he's going to do great with on that defense with, with J.J. Watt and company. Yes, sir. All right, before we get to that, let's start with the offensive side of the ball, like always. Last year, the Texans were 15th in passing yards and 20th in the rushing game. That sounds high. As a person who watched all 16 games, that <laughs> sounds high. That really does, considering the interceptions they gave up and the fact that they really didn't, didn't seem like they scored a lot of points. It seemed like they turned the ball over more so than anything. Well, that's just yardage. That's nothing to do with points. I mean, they yeah, probably yeah. just gained a lot of yards, could never score. Again, that seems real high. It seems like when I was watching the game, they were 32nd in the pass and 39th in the rush. <laughs> um, last year, um, of course, Aaron Foster got hurt. He missed, like, I want to say like half the season, eight, nine games last year. Quite a few. So, yeah. Ben Tate came in and... and had a decent season, gained over 700 yards and four touchdowns. Unfortunately, he gone. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the one of the key departures for mm-hmm. this team this year. Yeah. You hate to see a guy like that go. Yeah, backing up Austin now is Jonathan Grimes and rookie Alfred Blue. So, let's all cross your fingers that Foster doesn't go down again this right. year. Uh, let's talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. How do you feel about him coming in? He got a two-year, I think, $9 million contract to come and be the starter. Uh, how do you feel? Well, I'll put it this way. He's definitely not coming in to win a Super Bowl. I think you have to be realistic with that fact. Mm-hmm. 
He's a guy that he's a smart guy, obviously. Played at Harvard and really just couldn't get it. Has not been able to get it done in the, in the NFL, Buffalo, and then with Tennessee. He just seems like to, he seems to be destined to be a, a middling quarterback who, at best, is probably a, a number two quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now is being forced to be the number one guy for the team. That's true. But I really don't see how it's an upgrade over Matt Schaub, to be honest with you. As as many people, for as many people out there who burn Schaub jerseys and spit on his house and poop on his yard or whatever they did in Pearland. Good Lord, where were we? <laughs> Never mind, continue. Just I, I thought that's what they did. I thought, you know, they followed him home and, like, pooped in his yard or something. No, they just followed him home. Where, oh, did, okay. you, where did you hear that? I don't know. These fans are ridiculous, but... Where are you reading that? What website are you on? I, it was long. It was last year. I don't remember now, but um, I don't see how this is any much of an improvement over Schaub or Case Keenum or any of the other guys that were on the team last year. So, would you guys sorry, um, Fitzpatrick or Keenum? Boy, I don't know. I, I really can't say at this point because Keenum really didn't impress. He had moments last season, but. Nothing that's nothing to really get excited over. Um, yeah, the only thing I say about uh, Fitzpatrick is that he's never had offensive weapons around him like he's had. He's going to have in Houston with uh, you hope a healthy Arian Foster and then Andre Johnson, um, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins De- Devere Posey, and Keyshawn Martin. I mean, he's never in his career. He's never had anything that good around him. True. So what I'm hoping is that he proves me wrong, that all, any of these guys prove me wrong, that they are legitimate and can take us far, possibly into the playoffs. But right now it's it's when the quarterback is the most important position on your team and they went and got someone who clearly isn't, mm-hmm. it's it's tough and it's, it's hard to be optimistic at this point. Um, also a question about the offensive line. I'm, you already know about Dwayne Brown. He's one of the best left tackles in all of football. And Chris Myers is a damn good sitter. But Brandon Jones, Ben Jones at left guard. Brandon Brooks at right guard, who just came back from an injury uh, this week. And Derek Newton at the right tackle. You have question marks on that right side. And also, this is no longer the zone blocking scheme that um, Kubiak ran. This is going to be more um, a man-to-man blocking and. From all I've heard, uh, uh, Myers and Brooks and uh, Jones might be a little undersized for what uh, they're trying to implement. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's true. I've always looked at Myers and was surprised that he is he's a center that uh, was able to protect Chubb as well as he did, as well as he could um, throughout his tenure. Brown is a big boy, so you really don't have to worry about that. Big boy, big boy, big boy. But... That's only one big boy. You, you're going to need a few more <laughs> to really uh, protect the ball this this go around. Yeah, protect the quarterback, open up holes for Arian Foster. Um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the line and the offense as a whole. I mean, I don't know what Fitzpatrick is going to do, but I hope he can be worse than what we saw last year, right? You can only hope at this point. All right, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Last year, the Texans were third in passing. Uh, Third against the pass and twenty third against the rush. 
So you got <laughs> again. That seems high, especially <laughs> yeah. with the past. We still have Jonathan Joseph on this team, right? Yes. And Manning was effective when he was healthy last year. I know he got hurt. He's not here anymore. Right. Um, so that, I mean, that's a solid secondary, but who knows what, what's in store this year? True. True. Um, I mean, you still you have Kareem Jackson and John Joseph. Kareem Jackson, I feel, is better than people think. Um, he's he's not up to John and Joseph level, obviously, but he's a still a serviceable number two cornerback. And their safeties, DK Swearinger and Chris Clemens. Now, Swearinger is already coming this season to say he wants to make an impact play every game, and he's a ball hawking safety. He can also like you uh, turn the lights out when he hits you, like he just did to. Um, Wes Walker in last night's right. game gave him a concussion. <laughs> and he led with the shoulder, not with the helmet. Shouldn't have been the flag, but whatever. Hey, it's it's Denver. They're going to get those calls. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't see this, but apparently Peyton Man threw a touchdown against Swearinger and ran down the field to taunt Swearinger and got a penalty. <laughs> That's saying something when you get in the head of Peyton Manning. Absolutely. Um, Y'all like that. Yeah. I still have questions with their front seven. I mean, you know what you're going to get from J.J. Watt. But I don't know. Gerald Powell, the nose tackle, or Jared Crick, the right defensive end? Question marks. And then on the linebacker, Jadavian Clowney, he usually has his hand in the ground. He's a rusher in line in college. Now he's going to be playing linebacker. Don't know how that's going to work. Brian Cushing coming back from yet another injury. Worried about that. And Brooks Reed and... Um, Whitney Merciless, they have the talent, but they haven't been able to put it together on the field. Totally agree with you on that one. The For me, the thing about Clowney is that, yeah, I mean, he's looking good so far. Yes. But he's, he's still a rookie. And, and he's preseason. Right, and you still have to have question marks about rookies, regardless how talented they are, regardless of who they are, because they haven't, they haven't been fully exposed to the entire playbook of the offense, or, or they haven't had to face an entire offensive's, offense's playbook. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just really worried about the uh, the right side between Crick and Merciless, Merciless and Reed. I, mean, I really don't know what you're getting out of the, the three of those guys. I, I hope that this defense can become what it was two, uh, was it two years ago when they were a top-five defense. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of question marks around here. But, you know, really it's time for, for Brooks Reed to, to step it up and, and really assert himself as one of those guys that you can rely on on defense. He filled in – he's filled in the past two years for Cushing when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But he can't let that – he can't let that um, – or he, he has to be able to continue that, really, and take it a step further, especially with Cushing back on the team. It, it makes your team that much stronger. And – Merciless is now in his third year, I believe. It's his third year. So it's time for him to take another step forward. I mean, he was our, first our first round pick. 2012. So he's got he's to gotta look to, to up his game as well if he really wants to prove that he belonged to be a first round pick. I mean, there are a lot of guys on this team that were high picks. I mean, <laughs> Cushing was a first round, first round pick. Uh, with uh, Merciless first round pick, Watt first round pick, Clowney number one overall, and even uh, what was it? This awesome Brooks Reed was a second round pick when he came in. Kareem Jackson first round pick. You have a lot of these first round picks that need to play up to their talent, their potential. 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, look, you know what you're going to get out of J.J. Watt, like mm-hmm. we said. And really, as long as Cushing is healthy, you know what you're going to get out of him. Because when he is healthy, he is... And not suspended. Right. He is a beast of a football player. And he's going to make big plays. And he just needs to watch out, watch his back. And watch make sure his no one, Right. Make sure no one's clipping him from behind like the Jets did. And he should... I mean, he'll be fine. But you can't just rely on Watt and Cushing this year. You have to, and, and Joseph, because he's an established veteran. You have to have to demand that the, the players also that are around you step their game up as well. And if they do, you have, a, you have the makings of, of a top five defense right there. Right about that. The defense is extremely young. I think the oldest guy on the defensive side is 28 years old. It's, I said for Jonathan Joseph, everybody else is 28 or younger. And Joseph is only 30, so he should have another two or three years as a shutdown cornerback. Um, let's go to the schedule then. Well, how, how, do you, how do you like the signing of Bill O'Brien as the head coach? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I'm a little passive because everybody who's – he used to work under Bill Belichick. And so far, everybody who's worked under Bill Belichick, like Murray Cannell, um, Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. Uh, what was the guy in Denver? Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Everybody, they failed being the head coach. So I'm a little worried about that. But Bill O'Brien did have he, – he was the coach for – No tribute. No, for Penn, Penn State. Penn State for what, one year? Two years. Two years. And they did pretty well, you know, considering all the – the aftermath of, of all the uh, controversy that surrounded that university. Yeah. That's that's a, a long story for another day. But I mean, he, he has a reputation as a quarterback quarterback's coach, so he's hard nosed. He's hard nosed. Yeah, he he'd say he's Belichick like, which is great as long as he has the coaching talent of Bill Belichick will be great. You don't want the guy out there to just you know yells and is a hard nosed coach, but on the field he's terrible. Right. right. So I just hope today. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I like the, the prospects of a of a Bill Belichick guy. It does. I mean, despite the history, or in spite of the history of the coaches that, that left that system, mm-hmm. anytime you get a guy like that, you have to be curious at least to see maybe this guy will will get it right this time. Absolutely. So why not give? Why not be optimistic for what he has to offer? Again, it can't be any worse than last year, can it? <laughs> That's true. Uh, right, go, let's go over the schedule real quick. So this year, Texans start off the year against Washington. Then Oakland, New York Giants, Buffalo, Dallas, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Philadelphia before their bye week in Week 10. Well, again, I mean, that's great for this team to get, get that late season bye. It'll give... Guys like Cushing and guys, uh, well, got, yeah, mainly guys like Cushing who were hurt last year, Foster as well, uh, a breather at, at a crucial time when they could probably use use the break. So, and, and the beginning of that schedule looks that's pretty favorable. A, that's, that's a real nice schedule. I mean, they have three games against teams that I think are going to be, um, have the worst record in the league in um, Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Dallas. And you know, division game, blah blah blah. So yeah. after the bye week, they uh, come back against Cleveland, 
Cincinnati, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Baltimore, Jacksonville. You know, if this team puts it together, this has the makings for a historic bounce-back season. Yeah, that, but that schedule does get hard in the second half. Especially Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Baltimore, and Jacksonville. I mean, even though people look down on Jacksonville or Tennessee, it's still a still division, division game. game it's, and Tennessee and Jacksonville always play Houston tough. Right, absolutely. But, I mean, it seems like we've always been able to, you know, edge them out uh, as of late. Especially so, Jacksonville. Right. So, well, except for not counting last year. Yeah. But... Uh, like to pretend last year didn't exist, huh? You have, to, you have to chalk it up as just one of those anomaly seasons that just come out of nowhere. But um, I still think it's a favorable, favorable schedule, mm-hmm. nonetheless. All right. So over or under for the Houston Texans here, seven and a half wins. I think I know we're both going. Yeah, I'm going to go over mm-hmm. this year. I think again they have a chance to really bounce back. I think they can go ten and six. I think ten and six is a realistic bounce back. Anything higher than that is gravy and is just fantastic. Every positive adjective you can think of. Um, a miracle, even. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. A tiny miracle. Um, I'm going over as well. I picked them to go 9-7. and seven. Um, They're going to be improved on both sides of the ball, especially offensively. Less turnovers. No more pick sixes, please. For the love of God, yeah. please. I, I'm, don't get me wrong. I still have my questions about Fitzpatrick. I'm still I'm not confident in him. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's he still has enough around him that, uh, you know, if Foster is healthy... He's a guy that can take the load off of, off of Fitzpatrick's shoulders. And you know, you'll still get the ball to, to Andre Johnson. And, and um, uh, Hopkins. Hopkins, who I expect to have a breakout year this year. Um, like I said, I, we both still have questions about the um, the offense. We think that's going to be the worst side of the ball. But I just expect that defense, even with all the question marks on the right side, to be really good with Watt and Clowney Absolutely. rushing off the left side. Um, so let's move on to the next team, the Indianapolis Colts. Last year, the Colts went 11-5, and won the division, made it to the playoffs. I think they, didn't they win their first game against the Chiefs? The first playoff game against the Chiefs, wild yes. game? I cannot so, um, Let's just skip to what's most important on this team, Andrew Luck. <laughs> and how good he's going to be. By far the best quarterback in this division. Yes. Um, last year, let me get your stats from Andrew Luck. This is last year was the second year, correct? Yes. He was a sixty-two point, uh, sixty point two. Uh, uh, per, bleh, sixty. Ah, I can't speak. This is terrible. <laughs> anyway, good good completion percentage, sixty point two. Uh, thirty over thirty-eight hundred yards, twenty-three touchdowns, nine interceptions, and wins over Seattle and Denver. Last mm-hmm. season, which are huge, and four rushing touchdowns. Yeah, which a lot of teams didn't do that last mm-hmm. year. A lot of teams didn't beat Seattle or Denver at all. <laughs> yeah, um, but one thing I about uh, I have I feel bad about Andrew Luck. I have a worry worry about him, is he takes more hits than any quarterback in in the league because his offensive line really isn't that good. Um, do you see that? How do you feel about that? Well, it's going to take its toll, mm-hmm. obviously, and if they don't do something about it this year, I mean, third season, third time's the charm for defenses. They could very well get to him this year and put a, put a hurting on him. Knock him out. And especially considering 
as far as we can tell, I mean, as far as we can tell, the Texans have improved. There should be a better team. Uh, it's not going to be... Off the Texans. I'm talking about the Colts. Well, that doesn't make, it's, not gonna be, it, it, it's not going to be uh, easy pickings for the Colts this mm-hmm. year. It really doesn't seem like it will be. Uh, they're going to have a, a tougher time in that division because of a hopefully resurgent Texan team. Um, last year, the Colts were 17th in the past, 21st in the rush. Seemed low, high, just about right. Uh, it seems just about right, I think. Because right. last year they lost uh, Reggie Wayne in, I want to say, game 10 or 11 to a torn ACL. He's coming back. By all reports, he looks great on the field. Uh, so he'll probably be their number one. Um, T.Y. Hilton looks like he's going to be in the slot position because they signed Hakeem Nix um, as the second wide receiver, which is a problem because Hakeem Nix can't stay healthy. <laughs> Didn't stay healthy with the Giants for the past two years. I don't expect him to be healthy with the Colts, or at least he won't play all 16 games. Mm-hmm. Um, running back, Trent Richardson, Richardson and Ahmad Bradshaw. So On paper, sounds like a good one-two punch. <laughs> Are you sure? Um, but really considering what they gave up to get Richardson. A first round pick. This is their 2014 first round pick. And he sure didn't play like he was deserving of being traded for a first round pick. That's a guy who uh, basically got drafted on what he did in college at, what was he at? Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, you were correct. And he just hasn't done it in a pros. I know he had the thousand yard season in Cleveland his rookie year. But you look at the stats; it wasn't as impressive as you think it was. I mean, considering he was he was only a third year guy last year when the Colts picked him up, automatically everybody was talking about them being uh, no it, a, a, a conference second favorite. year. Last year was second year. Second year, mm-hmm. just by name recognition alone, people were already declaring them a conference favorite, and it just didn't happen. Cleveland made out like a bandit with that trade. <laughs> Um, Trent Richardson, I think he's a his name recognition is way above his actual value. At this point in time, it is, yeah. yeah. But he does have the skill to, to put it together, to uh, to make sure his name stays as recognizable as it is. Well, yeah, playing on the, on the Colts, I mean, it'll still be a big name because Andrew Luck runs his team. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the defensive side. So, remember yesterday when I was talking about um, the Chargers losing Dwight Feeney because of a four-game suspension? It wasn't Dwight Feeney. It was Robert Mathis. Think of the wrong person. <laughs> Dwight Feeney has been such a, a staple in the Colts organization for so long, I confused him with Robert Mathis. So, Robert Mathis is the one that's going to miss the first four games of the season. But Feeney is Freeney still is okay. Charger. Yeah. Go Chargers! Um... Last year, defensively, the Colts were 13th against the pass, 26th against the rush. Ooh, fancy. It's definitely not the, the same defense that we remember from the mid-2000s when Manning was with his team. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're trying to get younger, but at the same time, they still seem kind of old at this point. Yeah, um... Robert Mathis, he's 35, 36. Um, so don't expect a breakout yet like he had last year. Mm-hmm. LaRon Landry, their safety. Another safety that's like, he's 
if you ever go on his Instagram or his Twitter, he's super cut. I mean, he has this great body. Just can't stay healthy and can't <laughs> run, which is a problem for a safety. <laughs> he's 226 pounds, all chisel muscle. The problem is muscle... The t- it's pulling away at the tendons <laughs> and it's keeping him from he runs like the um, Pillsbury Doughboy no offense because that's still faster than I can run but still for NFL safety that's not good not at all um, I'm, I'm looking at their defense there's not many There's I really like uh, Vontae Davis who they got a trade from the Dolphins a couple years ago Oof, and that's about it. I don't know how they were this high on defense. Ricky Jean Francois. Ooh, fancy name. <laughs> All right, let's skip over the defenses. We have nothing else important to say about them. Yeah, I mean, they're. They will. The team as a whole will find a way to contend. Regardless. They will go as Andrew Luck goes. Yeah, as long as he's not. He doesn't get injured or anything like that, they'll be fine. But if Andrew Luck gets hurt. It's going to turn into the, what, what was it, 2012? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Colts, when they had, um, what was it, Curtis Painter out there? Yep. What, they go 2-14 that year? Yeah, they sure yeah. did. And because you talk about uh, a team that's built um, top-heavy. This is Andrew Luck at the top and then just middling parts everywhere else. He makes this team. Uh, all right, kind of go to the schedule. Start off the year against Denver, followed Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Baltimore, Houston, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, New York Giants, and then their buys in Week Ten. It sounds like a tough start to the season, mm-hmm. tougher than the Texans. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, after the bye week, they come back, take on New England, Jacksonville, Washington, Cleveland, Houston, Dallas, and then Tennessee. Man, I mean, I, I think they still. Can win this division, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's going to be a lot closer than it was last year. That's for sure, especially with this this schedule. On uh, top. So the over under for Indianapolis nine and a half wins. Where are you going? I'll go over, and I I can see them going eleven and five again. Picking on eleven and five, yeah. I also am going over. I have them at ten and six. Um, I really think they're still a good team. They go as Andrew Luck goes, as we've already said, and I just feel like Andrew Luck will be is, will be in the running for an MVP this year. I think this is his breakout year. So by those numbers, you you have Indianapolis winning the division, but just barely over the Texans. Well, I don't want to give everything away, but yeah, because <laughs> our next podcast we got to do our preview. Oh yeah. I guess. so yeah. Right. I have but, the Colts still winning the division. Yeah, I mean because. It's going to be a dog fight the entire year between the Colts and Texans, at least as far as I'm concerned. But I still have the Colts coming ahead. Right. So I mean, basically, yeah, that's what it just it comes down to is that it's going to be. A, it sounds like it'll be a two horse race between Houston and Indianapolis this year. Yeah, I gotta give the edge to Indianapolis because of their uh, familiar familiarity with the offense. I mean, they've been the same. Uh, scheme for what going on three years now, right? And while well, Houston is just building over from the bottom, so uh, I just get the slight edge to Indianapolis. Although it's going to be interesting dogfight the entire year. All right, move on to the next team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
The only thing that I know about the offseason about the Jaguars is they now have the biggest stadium, the biggest uh, scoreboard in all of football. <laughs> the title used to belong to the Cowboys, then the Texans took it for a year or two, and now it belongs to the Jaguars. Boy. I hope they put red zone on that thing. I really do. That's <laughs> the only way they're going to get people to come out here. Sooner or later, there's going to be a stadium that's just literally a scoreboard, just all it's around like the entire... Dri- like a drive-in theater? Yeah. For you young kids, drive-in theater is a little thing that your parents would do to conceive you. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Might even be a generation before. Oh, you're right. Getting old. All right. Um, let's go to offense. Last year, they were 22nd in passing, 31st in rushing. 22nd in passing, that's actually surprising <laughs> considering who they have at quarterback. It was yeah. Chad Henney, right? Chad Henney, Blaine Gabbert, and someone. <laughs> oh, that must be. On ESPN, it shows everybody who's ever who threw a pass from last year. So it's Chad Henney, Brad, uh, Blaine Gabbert, Ace Sanders. <laughs> who's Ace Sanders? He's a receiver. You're right, he is. He threw one pass. One of those option plays. Yeah. Right? That went for a touchdown. There's your quarterback in the picture right there. Um, the biggest thing they did, they drafted, um, what's his name, Blake Bortles in the first round of the draft this past year. The um, number three pick. Was number one, three. You're right about that. Was he three? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. From all accounts and training camp and preseason game, he's looked really good. Um... It's encouraging, but they've already said he's he's done for the year already. Yeah, they've been saying he's not playing um, unless Henny gets hurt. By last, not a foregone conclusion. But um, let's see. Well, it seems like everybody around Henny's gotten hurt, so mm-hmm. he seems like he'll he'll stick around for another year. Okay, the running back. Goodbye, Maurice Jones. Through answer, Toby Gerhardt. Wow. I mean, he got. I think his contract was three years, twenty million dollars, which is okay for a running back. This is his time to shine, to escape the shadow of Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about him? Seems like a downgrade at this point. Well, for from Maurice Jones-Drew, uh, just based on the career he's had, not based on last year. Okay, I'm not uh, okay. But you know, Gerhardt's a young guy still. Twenty-seven. Yeah, I mean that's. And but that's young for a running back who hasn't taken a lot of punishment, who who has been a second screen guy his entire career. So yeah, he's going to a, a warmer climate. He's going to a weaker division, really. Oh, I thought you were going to say a state uh, tax free state. <laughs> no, a weaker division. Mm-hmm. And really, you think the AFC South is weaker than the? Mm. NFC East? Uh, NFC Central? No, the cent- North. North. <laughs> no longer yeah. the Central. Oh, yeah. Because remember, they still have Detroit and Minnesota in that division. Ooh. We both picked to not be very good. Yeah, but Green Bay is still... Green Bay and Chicago are much better than a lot of teams in that division, than in our division. Okay. Continue your thought, though. So, uh, you know what? It's a downgrade overall, but I think it's it's a great opportunity for Gerhardt to, to make a name for himself this year. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a lot of expectations on this team in general. Oh, God, no. So, why not throw this guy out and let him prove that he's he's capable of being a number one guy yeah. on a bad team? 
<laughs> yeah, very bad. Uh, you already said that Blake Bortles won't be playing this year. Do you believe that the coaching staff will keep him out for the entire season? I think they will. I think they will because they've already said they're they're going to bench him. Mm-hmm. They have a capable quarterback in Henny. I mean, he's not a guy that's going to lead you to the playoffs, but he's had some good moments. He's had some nice moments with that team, and paired with Justin Blackman when he's on the field, <laughs> whenever that may be. Right. You know, they've they've put together some pretty good games, and he's not. He's not a terrible quarterback per se. He's not. He's not Blaine Gabbert. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's a good chance that they will sit him for this entire season. That they will keep their word to it. Uh, again, like you said, unless injury should befall him. I mean, Blackman is suspended. How long? Do you know how long he's suspended for? I don't. It's usually four to eight. I think something like that. Maybe he got a year suspension. I don't know. I can't find it, so I won't really dwell on it. The star receivers will be Cecil Shorts third and Marquise Lee. The correct answer is whoo! <laughs> um, I read nothing this end. They still have Martellus Lewis who was overpaid for his one year that he caught ten touchdowns. That's all he's known for. That was his, that, yeah, that was his outlier year. Oh, Mercedes Lewis. What did I say? Martel. Martel? Ooh, I'm sorry. It's Mercedes. Mercedes. Right. It's like the car, man. He's a... <laughs> you can't, Unlike like the car, he's not a fine-tuned machine. Exactly. He had nothing more to say about that. I messed up his name. No one cared. All right. Last year, let's see. Defensively, they were 26 against the pass, 29 against the run. No surprise there. <laughs> I'm um, looking at this team, and I know Paul Podlowski, and that's it. There are no name players on this team. Um, do you have any thoughts, any prayers, I should say, for this team? No, just uh, that I hope the Texans feast off of them this year. We are zooming through this team. All right, go to the schedules. Start you Philadelphia, Washington, Indianapolis, San Diego, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Cleveland, Miami, Cincinnati, Dallas, and then their bye weeks in week eleven. Look on paper, it's not a bad, it's not a difficult schedule. Mm-hmm. Just they're not a good team. Yeah, yeah. They're not good enough to. They're still not good enough to. To uh, to dominate this schedule, as compared to other teams, mm-hmm. I think if Houston had this schedule, I think they would be in good shape. But this is just not a good team. Yeah, and it gets worse after the bye week. Listen to the schedule. Ready? At Indianapolis. I'm sorry. Yeah, at Indianapolis. Home against the Giants. Home against the Texans. At Baltimore. Home against the Titans. At Houston. Those division games will kill you. That's an, That would be 0-6 right there. <laughs> What's the easiest team I just mentioned right there? What, New York? Possibly. And you're going... <laughs> New York, and that's it. That's the easiest team. They can go 1-5 and five after the bye week. And you have to... And the way I see it, your home games, you're still at the disadvantage because you don't bring anybody to those games anyway. So there's no energy to feed off of. Absolutely. I mean, that's... Ooh, that is, they, they have a good chance of beating the Giants in New York because it's New York. There's going to be... Was it at New York? I'm sorry. Oh, no. No, actually... It's home. It, it is home. Well, never mind. <laughs> but um, really big, big-time fan bases like that, if you if you do play in their home stadium, could 
be a chance to want to sneak a win by because you, there were, there's going to be some energy to to uh, to surround yourself with. At home, it's a different case. Mm-hmm. It's a different story. All right, so okay, so remind you again that Jacksonville wins four and twelve last year. Over under for wins this year is five. Uh, I gotta say under, and I'm probably gonna go with a four and twelve record again this year. This is a bad team. Well, we got that pretty big scoreboard to look at, don't we? Jeez, <laughs> um, five, five and eleven seems like the perfect record for them. Um, but since we don't push, because we're men, men. Are you going over? Um. I thought about it when I was looking at their schedule because I think they can beat Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh, Miami, Dallas. So it's three wins right there. But it's like, where do you find the rest of the wins? Maybe they beat San Diego, maybe Cleveland, but don't really feel comfortable about it. So I'm going under as well, picking them to go. Uh, I agree with you, four twelve. It sounds about right until they can get an, an established receiver. Mm-hmm. To go, uh, to go with whoever they have at quarterback. Or someone gets Blackman off the lead. Yeah, I mean, it's just another guy that just can't get it together. I mean, I, look, again, doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong to, to legalize it. It's it's a rule in your your company's rule book. You always sound like surprised when rich people do drugs. Oh, no, he's never surprised. You can't be. Poor people do drugs. And if you come from a poor lifestyle like many of these black athletes do, and you're given four or five million dollars and you already did weed before when you had no money how much weed can you do now that you have all this money but you have to I be want smart, a house man. made of weed you have to be smart man you have to recognize that it's time to give that stuff up until it's you know until it's legalized but for right now it's a rule you know if, if you came out of if you showed up to your to your place of business and start breaking rules, you'd get fired or suspended too. And you would be at complete fault. Okay. So, moving on to the next team in division, last team in division, Tennessee Titans. That says it all right there. <laughs> we got really quiet. I mean, also known as the, the former Oilers. Um... They agreed uh, terms of running back Jackie Battle. They signed Dexter McCluster. Uh, signed uh, kick return Leon Washington. Gave Bernard Pollard a multi-year contract. Uh, let's see what else. They lost Chris Johnson. They lost Chris Johnson, although not much of a loss after what he did last year. Yeah. Oh, and they have a new coach, Ken Wisdom. Ah. Ooh, I'm so excited. Right. This silence is just killer. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I mean, look, basically, they're they're slightly better than Jacksonville. Let's just put it that way. That's the easiest way to look at it. All right. So let's go to the offense. Last year, they were 21st in passing yards and 14th in, in running. They were a middling team. Yeah. And, the record last year. Did I say they win? Da, 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 da. Tennessee went seven and nine. Wow, <laughs> middling team. <laughs> yeah, better than you thought, huh? Absolutely. Um, I really have nothing to say about the defense or the offense. 
I mean, they have Matt Hasselbeck and who's their young guy? Luke, Jake Locker. Yeah, Jake Locker. Very damn good. Jake Locker. Yeah, decent quarterback. Um, but nobody around him. With Nate Washington. His wide receivers would be Nate Washington, Kenny Wright, and tight end Delaney Walker as their pass catchers. Also, Justin Hunter. Jeez, I feel like some of these teams just don't know how to draft uh, pass catchers. That, and there's just not a lot of pass catchers being developed. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, they have Michael Orr. They signed him to play. They originally signed him to play left tackle, and then they brought back uh, Michael Roos. And so now Michael Orr is getting overpaid to pay play right tackle. So he, he's no longer on the blind side. <laughs> he can Bravo. see. He can see. Bravo. Let's just skip over to the defense. Zoom through this team real quick. Last year, 11th against the pass, 20th against the rush. That's not bad for a middling team. Yeah. Um, like I said, they re-signed Bernard Pollard. And that's all I know. Anything you want to say? No. Is uh, Albert Hainsworth still on the team? No. Okay, then that's no. about it. I mean, he's long Jesus gone. Christ, have you watched the game since 2007? I, I don't know anybody on their, on their defense. It's, it's just... You need no research on this. This is sad. How much research is there to do? There's these guys. Uh, more than none! <laughs> Let's go to the schedule. Start off the year Kansas City, then Dallas, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Washington, Houston, and then the bye week in week nine. It's. Look, they're just not a good team. I mean, they're not. I mean, they. They have a chance to go seven and nine again, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough again. Especially when it's no longer just Indianapolis. I mean, you, because you like to hope that the Texans have gotten better or will be better this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know, I know I keep mentioning the Texans, but when really? they an improved Texans team or with a bounce-back season, it's now a much more difficult division because it's two teams you're having to face. It's a climb over. Okay, uh, after the bye week, they come back with Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Houston, New York Giants, New York Jets, Jacksonville, and Indianapolis. Those division games are always tough, like you say. I mean, that's that's a given. Mm-hmm. And you're facing the Jets, you probably have a shot of beating them, possibly. You also have the Giants, who, you know, remains to be seen if they're going to bounce back as well. And Philadelphia should be a tough game for them. All right. So the over-under this year is seven and a half. Seven, I'm sorry. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to go under this year. Mm-hmm. And I think they take two steps back. I think they go five and 11. We disagree on this one. I say over, and they make it to 500. Eight and eight. Nice. I'm tired of agreeing with you. We need some kind of disagreement. Well, look, look what it comes down to is you're pretty much guaranteed that throughout the league, your main contenders are going to be New England, Denver, Seattle, Green Bay, San Francisco, and that's it, really. Everybody else is a crapshoot. 
I like to say, um, if this was uh, college basketball, we were picking the NCAA. Every team that we picked is just basically chalk. You know, there's going to be some team that comes from the bottom and rises up and makes oh, the playoffs. You just don't know. It, you just can't see it right now. There's going to be some team that pops out like um, Kansas City did last year, and everybody's going to be like, "Whoa, where do they come from?" And you're going to have teams that are going to start off hot like they always do, like Detroit, and fade at the end. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know. You only have a certain amount of teams that are pretty much locked in to have have a season to pay attention to. Everybody else, it's it's a real toss up at this point. Okay. All right. So that's it. We finished. <laughs> We're done. All thirty-two teams done. Thank God. But we do have one more episode covering football before the season starts. Oh. Of course, we got it. We have to go over our. Predictions for award winners. Yes, we had to do all the awards. Division winners, Super Bowl winners, um, and other categories we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> off there. So, we appreciate all the love and support as always. Yeah. We thank you for downloading yep. and tuning in. Check us out next time. We uh, look forward to being here for you for your ears. So, thanks again. Why don't you sign us off, DQ? All right, for Anthony, this is the Quincy. Later, babies.